If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. We're breaking down everything from SmackDown, including Jimmy's explanation on why he turned on Jay at SummerSlam. Could they have jumped the shark on this storyline? We also get into a title change. Rey Mysterio is your new U.S. champ. What could this mean for the LWO? You won't want to miss it. First and foremost, Tommy, what did you make of the actual explanation as to why Jimmy did what he did at SummerSlam? I am going on because I always am a big proponent of trust the process. Our very own Dave LaGreca was crying when Cody Rhodes lost to WrestleMania. And if you or if anybody doesn't think that Cody Rhodes is a bigger baby face today, as opposed to when he was on his path to WrestleMania, losing to Roman Reigns, um, you don't watch television because Cody is a much bigger star. Um, going into, we have a lot more months going into uh, WrestleMania. That being said, I just like you, just like a lot of people, the bloodline has been the story of the last two years. Um, when I say I have to trust the process, I was not happy with the answer. Um, I need follow-up. I, my biggest, here's the best part, booking it, where you put it on the show. Everybody wants to know why he's Roman Reigns. He's your champion. I was, I got home last night. My day was, man, it took me almost five hours to get to Brooklyn, New York from my house, which is when I went, it, when I looked at it in the day, it was 40 minutes. I hit five hours of traffic to get to a, a show last night. Show was still going on when I left. I got home at about 12.04. Now I got to watch SmackDown. And I watch the show. I'll fast forward the commercials. I watch the show. I was, I get wide awake after wrestling. I have no problem watching it. And then I'm sitting there and I've told you this before. I was actually the last time here. I got more excited sometimes watching wrestling and like, man, now I really can't fall asleep. And I got to do the show with you. Last night, I felt that explanation was, wait, what? Um, maybe a text message as opposed to a super kick. And I get uh, it's pro wrestling um, because here's a few things. Jimmy, his explanation, it kind of leaves him on an island of irrelevancy. 
where Paul Heyman always talks about that. If you lose to Roman Reigns, this is what's going to happen. I'm no longer associated with the bloodline because I straight up said, I didn't do it for you. I don't like you. You're an asshole. He said it to his in front of his face to his brother. He gave his brother the explanation. His brother, it was just like, all right, bro, I'll see you later. He walks off during all of that. Then his brother looks like, I'm going to forgive you, kicks his head off. Um, that last line of, and I'm leaving WWE was another one like, wait, wait, what? When I talk about popular baby faces, Jay, I'm like, man, it's, you're there. I have you, I have, you know, Cody, I have Seth, I have like you three guys are it. And now you're going to leave. It's different as opposed to if you're um, Steve Austin um, in the sense of you're against the establishment, but this is you're fighting this establishment. If they all get together because they're sick of in-house fighting. I mean, uh, trust me, I've told you this story before. I told the nation this story before. My mother disassociated herself with her family. Uh, and, and that was hard. It was hard. And so many times it's like, you know what? I'm out of this. I, I can't. And it was like, well, who's going to call each other first? And there was, you know, to my mom's dot, you know, she went on her deathbed, died with no resolution. And, but she was okay with that. She really was. Um, I wasn't, my sister wasn't, and her family wasn't. But how do you say that? How do you convince somebody? This is like what Jimmy is trying to convince Jay. It's like, yo, dude, I'm out. These, that's why I say I have to trust the process. The initial answer that I got, I was not happy with. What about you? What says you, as Dave LaGreca would say? Well, here's the thing about all of this. I was already from the very beginning, not a fan of Jimmy doing what he did to his brother, Jay. And I was already not wanting that because I had said it was essentially, we had taken three steps forward with the bloodline, sorry, one step forward with the bloodline. And all of a sudden we're taking three steps back. And to me, the turn was three steps back on already so much of the storytelling that they had been doing between the brothers, right? Between everybody. And so when I saw that that happened at SummerSlam, I was already a little bit irritated. I just thought, okay, well, there's so much here that doesn't make sense. And a lot of it still coming off of that was, okay, well, now, you know, we're still going to move forward. I'm still going to tune in every week, right? I'm still going to figure out what's going on on TV, what's going on in wrestling. I'm not going to stop tuning in. So Jimmy's explanation was a big question mark. I think a lot of people really thought that he was going to be jealous, that that was going to be the go-to explanation, that he was jealous, that Jay was going to be the tribal chief, that he was going to be the champion, that he was going to have it all. And I understood the aspect of jealousy. I did understand that. I'm like, okay, I can see jealousy being a factor that still to me would undo so much that they've already done with this story. But when they went with this one here of him saying the second he said that he loved him, I thought, Oh no, we are in an never ending loop. That is what I feel we are in. We are in a loop right now of them trying to keep the bloodline story going, because as you mentioned, it's doing numbers. It's doing great. We can't deny that. We really can't. And now I feel like they're really just trying to stretch it out any way possible. And so when I was looking at this, I'm going, okay, 
it's very clear to me that they're just trying to find ways to continue to prolong this and find ways to circle back and then again take a couple steps forward a couple steps back so we never really move from where we're at in the story we always kind of stay in the same place and so that's been a little bit of my issue now in the last couple of weeks with the bloodline and the one part that I will say though that I did love was that portion when Jay was calling back Jimmy and I was I was looking at that and I was going he just had his back to him like 10 seconds ago why is he calling him back now? And for a split second, I really did think that Jay was going to be like, eh, never mind. Let's be friends. We cool. You love me. I love you. And we're going to continue being brothers, right? But when he did super kick him, that was probably my favorite part in all of this. I did like that little bit of a, a, a little tiny bit of a swerve in that moment there. Uh, and afterwards, when Jay said that he was done with the bloodline, I thought, well, that's makes sense he's done with the bloodline he's over the drama when he was said he was done with smackdown i'm like wait does this mean he's going to raw and then he said i'm done with wwe and i'm like okay he's not gonna come back until the royal rumble so that's kind of what i'm predicting i'm expecting to see him back then uh i don't know i mean we still got a couple of months until january and of course the end of the jan of january till the royal rumble so that does feel like a very long time for jay to be away from television but i don't want for only like a month to go back to go by and then all of a sudden jay is back to me that's not gonna cause like a big reaction I, I think a little bit more time should go by should should go by and during this time I'm really expecting the focus to be between Jimmy and Roman and with the eventual with the eventual role of Sola Sokoa being you know sort of put in question interesting um my other part of it there is um a term that a lot of the nation knows it's called jumping the shark is this where the bloodline finally has jumped the shark? You know, take some time and, and walk us through the jumping of the shark situation. And, you know, for those that might not know the term, the meaning, a little bit of where it comes from and whether or not, you know, you feel this is what went down last night on SmackDown. Uh, jumping the shark is uh, a term in television or just a term in society of um, when a show that's an amazing show turns a pivotal point where the the show just went way what and then your viewership is starting to decline and then again your show eventually fades away it wasn't as great as it always was and it happened from the tv show happy days um and where the Fonz jumped over a great white shark in his uh leather jacket while he was um exposes his legs his legs are worse than dave lagreca's and uh, but the show kind of jumped the shark literally, and then um, it was a two parter, and the show was never uh, able to be the same. I think there's a lot of moments in television where people can say, Well, this is where this show jumped the shark when they got rid of a main character or a character dies, blah blah blah. Why I say trust the WWE process because it is an ongoing episodic television, but my if it is the case where the bloodline or, or this, there's a lot of, I don't even want to say holes in the story. Uh, there is a reason, but is that reason good enough? Like you said, you felt like you were on a loop for me. I was just like, Whoa, how come he couldn't have said there's a lot of different stories. You can go with the bloodline. Um, I was just like, 
how come he can say, you know, hey, man, we struggled to come up here. We And like you saw those videos of when they first had to come up and, you know, dance and they were silent. You saw um, uh, I saw this on social media, all the entrances of the Usos, how popular they were, all this. And but it was like we never had it so good. And if you look at our family and the head of the table, you know, from the history of uh, of that, like all our family is being fed. We have to do this for our family. Um, and like, that's why I joined, but I'm with him. And it's, you know, the NWO, if you're with us or you're against us, a lot of people can say, Hey, when did the NWO jump the shark? There's a lot of points. Uh, well, when everyone became the NWO, when they split to the black and uh, red NWO, because it's so, so popular and they want to keep it going. Um, most shows jump the shark when we go to a multiverse or an alternate universe. Well, there is no alternate universe in the WWE. I do say I trust the process. You know, I said the same when Cody lost. Look where it goes. That initial explanation, because, okay, you had said, well, now is Jimmy going to feud with Roman? How do I get behind a guy who deserted his twin brother? I don't know if that could happen and I don't want the WWE mind Jedi mind trick. Well, that didn't happen because wrestling fans remember. So if this is truly the jump, the shark moment, I need, I need more, or I need a moment where, you know, Jimmy's not going to get the reactions as a baby face now, because, you know, why should I cheer this guy? Roman will still be the heel. I think here's a, here's a few of the positives Roman and solo as a tag team are off the charts. Roman and Solo, and this would piss the world off if they won the tag team titles as well. And you have him as the tag champion, as you're and it's like, what force is going to stop them? That is one bigger thing because those two guys are money together. All four guys are money. We've, again, like, you know, the industry needs to thank them for what they have done. But the explanation to me wasn't the best. If you also think about when Rakishi turned on Rock, that wasn't the best explanation. And then, you know, Rakishi had his big run as a babyface. Then they tried turning him heel. It wasn't as big. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Yes, Rikishi is one of my favorite people of all time. Career-wise, that could have been a turning moment, but it wasn't, it wasn't why like it didn't make a lot of sense in, in a lot of people's opinions so it's something you really really have to think about uh and then my other part is if jay quits the wwe we're like wait we love you wow why are you leaving us baby faces don't leave we stay and we fight and i understand if it's too much to to handle but the moment you say like i'm done you're it's wait, huh? You're not going to be here to fight for us anymore because you're going through all this turmoil with your family because I mean, Hey, you lost, but you only lost because you got screwed over a baby face sits there and fights for another day. So this is what I'm looking at. These are some key moments and I, I need a better explanation or a better, um, a better something. Because then, you know, when you split up a group, it's who's going to, it's sink or swim for certain people. Both goes, those guys as baby faces were, 
were swimming and becoming top, top acts. And they already were a top act, but separate entities as a top act. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. So. And that is the thing you mentioned. Uh, obviously, right now you gave a really great explanation of jumping the shark. The amount of people that I saw on social media uh, expressing that exact same feeling was there was a lot of people that I, I feel like, you know, here's the thing about the bloodline. The bloodline story has been so much fun to follow, right? People have been loving it. And you know, it's hard to get everybody to agree and to love something. But for the most part, people have been enjoying it. And I'm on the boat where I want to be over this bloodline story. I want this bloodline story to be satisfying. I want to be a fan of what they're doing with the bloodline. I tune in every week to watch the show. I want to enjoy what they're doing each and every single week. But then when you do what you did last night, it just became very clear that, uh, you know, we had the press conference at, at SummerSlam. What did Paul Heyman say? He said that we were barely barely in the bottom of the third inning. And that really stuck out to me because I'm thinking, okay, we've already gone through so much and I get that you want to extend it, but if you're going to extend it, I would really hope that there's a nice, detailed, solid path and reason for actually extending everything, not just for the sake of extending it all. With the bloodline story, the bloodline is already broken up. So that is one key part of it. The end of the story is when Roman loses. But then it's also the beginning of the story because what's going to happen with Roman after to continue that bloodline. Um, that's why there's a beautiful part of pro wrestling. Um, if I, Ross and Rachel, they loved each other. They built up to the kiss. The moment you they kiss, Man, I've been waiting for this. I'm so happy this, uh, that these two people that they tease these kisses, they finally get together. Boom. Then what's going to happen the next week? Are they going to date? No, of course, they're going to break up because of something. They were on a break, ladies and gentlemen. But what I'm just trying to say is that end result for you would be Roman losing. Who is that person? And if my end goal is supposed to be Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, don't know. That's a long way from now. And I don't know who's going to fill in that spot. If everyone is clamoring for LA Knight to be that person to go after Roman, cool. LA Knight ain't beating Roman Reigns. Yeah. So where do we go? These are the key cogs where I'm like, I better have a better explanation because I, I again, like I said, I have to trust this process because it's been working so long. But it, it was not, I felt the same way you did. And it was, wait, am I in a loop? And then this guy's now who could have been the top baby face and Jimmy, he's knocked his ass out and Jay just quit. Jay, by the way, if you quit for real, give us a call. Uh, give me a call. It's worked out well for your sister-in-law. I'll hook you up. Um, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of pieces here. I love what you said. Oh, wait, he's going to go to, to Raw? Cool. But then I also have my baby face quitting and saying, ah, I can't fight this fight no more. I can't deal. I'm just going to go to another brand. Doesn't, that's even eh, and it lessens the Raw show. So a lot of, uh, 
a lot of holes in this cheese became Swiss. And this is uh, this isn't a, a storyline that has. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm OK. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel hey everyone it's howard bender from the Andy up podcast every weekday adam ronis and i serve you up the picks plays and fantasy information needed to win your bets you know this isn't just your average sports betting show though for one very good reason we won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Bam, we got a brand new U.S. champion. Tommy, what did you make of all of this, and how do you feel about Theory losing the title and Rey Mysterio gaining it? I love how it was set up. Um, when I'm talking about storylines and we're talking about things that are great, there are so much we can go down this rabbit hole with Rey Mysterio winning. Overall, super duper happy for Rey Mysterio. Just when everyone says he's retiring, just when everybody says he has been shining so far each and every week, whenever I see Rey um wrestle love that he's wrestling as a wwe hall of famer and still being ray mysterio i praise ray mysterio till the day i die 619 for life i love ray mysterio the man and the character uh what a great setup your champion has plausible deniability i wasn't ready to face this guy i'm supposed to face this guy on your other part of it I want this match. No, let me take it. Ray's not being a jerk. Ray wants to fight. They did it even like in the backstage interview um, where there's going to be, there's more tension. It was a build throughout the show for this. Now, Santos has like, yo, that should have been my title, Ray. I love you. You're a hall of famer, but. No, dude, like you kind of get lost in the moment. Um, there's a big cloud hanging over just to when you understand wrestling, the contract that MJF had Adam Cole sign. He did it without reading it. I feel that's going to come back. It should be because you have an out with this. You have an out of like, is this group going to be happy with this? This group. What's going to happen? This group has reached its height, and but now where can I continue with this group? When it, you go to um, back to the bloodline, where is my highs and my lows? We're at this low, even though we are super high. But for this group, it's a pivotal part. Where was uh, Zelina Vega? I didn't see her. Um, how is this going to set with the group? We could all be happy in the moment. But then it's like, oof, wait. My other part of this, <clears throat> Austin Theory. One, the match was excellent. Guy continues just to keep on showing why I think he'll be a major force, a major player within the WWE. I feel his time 
as U.S. champ came to an end. His that whole why he chose that money in the bank thing that was weird, weird, um, but he continued on his path. I don't want to say he took a step back versus John Cena, but John Cena kind of schooled him, and whether it was that one situation or then he was put in with pretty deadly and then they got hurt and now they're not together. He was starting to cool off. What a better way to cool somebody off when they lose the title, just to reignite them. Um, I have these same worries for LA night. We'll talk about that on a different uh, segment, but a great thing and a great piece of business. Ray Mysterio, your new U.S. champion. Austin Theory has a whole new platform to continue his path, and I feel his path is to be a WWE world champion, but I don't know against who. Could be a Seth, could be a Cody. He's another guy who's not beating Romans. So, but a much-needed move for both, and there is just like we're seeing with Edge, just like we're seeing with our very own Bully Ray, just like we're seeing with Rey Mysterio, Rob Van Dam, Sting. You cannot, and I, it's so unfair because this business is beautiful um, for you have legends that are still wrestling at a high level and putting on performances like Rey Mysterio does because one day that's going to be gone. And that's going to be one of the saddest days of your life. Because remember, and I say this all the time, at one point we did not have Edge or Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. And we cried. We didn't have them for a long, long time. We have them back. Think of all those CM Punk chants that we had forever. And then we don't, you know, we have CM Punk back. And he didn't need to come back. So there's, these are things that you really got to appreciate guys. I wish I could talk to my mom one more time. I can't, we get to see these men and women still perform. We got to see Beth Phoenix wrestle again. I love Beth. Ray Mysterio is your new U S champion. Love it. Cause one day he won't be able to do it. Man, you put it there very nicely because it's true. It's true. And we're lucky because there's people, like you said, that we might not ever, you know, we're never going to get the chance to see uh, certain people ever again to wrestle or, or whatever the situation is. And so when you were talking about this too, though, I am curious to hear your opinion on this. Do you think we're going to actually get a breakup of the LWO and that we're going to get a program with Santos and Rey Mysterio? There's a lot of respect there, but like you said, you mentioned it, was that Santos, that was supposed to be Santos. He could have been the one with the U.S. title and that could maybe get under his skin. I don't know. Uh, Do you think we're going to end up seeing that unfold? I do. What's a better way to... and Every smart veteran understands their role. It's to help the younger talent. If you think about how the LWO really got over was with the addition of Rey Mysterio. He put a stamp on all of them. And that group was awesome. Still is awesome. But like I said, all groups have to come to an end. Even like... um. 
you know something's eventually going to happen with you know Finn Balor and, and you know Damian Priest the moment he does cash in that that title. Um, back to the LWO, them turning on Ray, a Hall of Famer, them splitting. It, it's it's money. And it also depends on where you do it and how you do it. But for right now, and it's like Ray could be, it, it, it's such great television that you could set up if you're going to invest time in it. And I feel they do and they should. You could also have Austin Theory stirring up the pot. Like, hey, bro, I was really looking forward to a match with you. <laughs> yeah, I might have beaten you. But now think of he's part of this group, it gives him light or he's the one who says like, cause here's this 20 something year old just lost to a 50 year old Ray Mysterio. Uh, seriously off the charts. Uh, if I could just tell a quick story from something that happened last night, I wrestled with two guys. I was in a five way. Um, I wrestled with two guys at the end. They both had Singapore canes um, that, I had autographed and they brought them to show me. It was in Brooklyn, New York. And these two guys who I just finished wrestling, we had a really good match. And they're like, yeah, you signed this for me at a show. And then this other guy's like, yeah, you signed this for me at a show. And I was like, oh, cool. And then there's another guy standing there. His name is Smiley. He's a mass wrestler, big fan of him. And he was just like, yeah, um, I was at that this show where Tommy's like, hey, you you rem- you look familiar to me. Why do you look familiar to me? And he's like, well, when I was seven or eight, you gave me the shirt off your back. I was like, oh, because you held a sign for me. And he was like, yeah. And then I went to this indie show and you were like, you were like, why do I remember you? And we had a conversation. I was older now and I like wanted to be a wrestler. I was like, well, what are you waiting for? So many years fast forward. When I told that story and then like the one guy, he goes, yeah, that was you versus Carlito versus Matt Hardy. And then the other kid goes, I was at that show. This is where I bought this cane. And then the other kid goes, I bought this cane there too. Three wrestlers were all at the same show that I was, and I had interaction with, and now they're all three wrestlers. And when those two wrestlers found out, and then both of them, that was the first ever show they ever went to. They high-fived each other. Like they were 10 years old (laughs) after they just wrestled each other. But what I'm saying is I'm the veteran Tommy Dreamer. I influenced three people's lives without me knowing it. And they both said, I knew this is what I had to do, just like how Dusty Rhodes did for me. What I'm trying to say is you have this LWO group. You, ha- you know you have the love and respect from Santos to Ray. Everybody loves Ray. Everybody loves Ray. It should be a, a Mexican spinoff for Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, <laughs> That's actually a really great idea. <laughs> everybody loves Ray. But then it's like, yo, I love you, but that could have been mine. It's more money. When you are the champion, ladies and gentlemen, you make more money in the WWE. What I'm trying to say is from that beautiful story that I told from my own personal experience, we've seen it with the LWO and their rise. We love you, Ray. And now I turned on you, Ray. Now my career is even higher because he is, I think he's a second or third generation wrestler. Um, 
he's a great wrestler. He showed his love and admiration for him. It's like, dude, how did you do this for me? Well, you know, it's almost like you get your time. Ray could be like, man, I'm sorry. And then he turns on him. It's money. It's straight up money. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.